Welcome to Hidden Secrets to Leadership Success, the podcast that helps you be the leader you were meant to be. Our speakers are Hector McAhern and Steve Royal, both experienced leaders in their own right. They will share with you more about their careers and background as our podcasts evolve. As you will hear, leadership is a fascinating subject with literally hundreds of definitions. But the purpose of these podcasts is simple for Hector and Steve. They want you to be a better leader. No matter where you are now, what they have to share is vital to your future leadership success. So let's jump in. Here are Hector McAhern and Steve Royal. Welcome to Hidden Secrets to Leadership Success. We're delighted to have you join us uh, and hope that you've enjoyed our uh, other episodes. And we, as we continue to investigate and look at the uh, characteristics that make leaders successful. And uh, today we're going to uh, look at one that um, may really sound simple, uh, but it's really one of the ones that will distinguish successful leaders from unsuccessful leaders. And that's being decisive. The definition that we've used for decisive is a leader that recognized uh, that recognizes issues, considers alternatives, and takes action in a timely manner. Um, so it's um, it's not a definition that says leaders make quick decisions, um, but they make good decisions. Actually, a uh, uh, a boss that I had uh, many years ago said that we don't always make good decisions, but we always make our decisions good. So um, that's the definition I think that we want to look at for uh, for a successful leader. And uh, uh, as we look at this, it's the consideration of how you as a uh, as a leader uh, can make not only um, be decisive, which is important, but also be decisive in a way that allows you to build relationships and accomplish the task that you're charged with. Mm-hmm. So, Hector, what's your uh, uh, your first reaction to that com- uh, that definition? I love the definition. I love the definition, and I think um, we get caught up in this whole business of quick decisions. And oftentimes we think quick decisions are the right decisions. And uh, I often think that decisions actually happen long before there is a need. And by that I mean, I think you have to define what a great decision is. And I do think it's not in contradiction with your definitions, but it is all decisions, we ought to work hard to make them pretty great decisions, even decisions that are uh, ultimately not what we want. We want them to be great in some form or fashion. And one of the things that I have thinking about decisions is the book Good to Great. I think about that book a lot because it speaks so highly to 
the value of understanding how and what decisions are. And um, they are, decisions are, are something that's made in the context of something else. You don't just have a decision <laughs> and now we got a decision. It is, what does it take for our company now to be successful? And what does it take for me in the position that I am in? And we, we've talked about different positions that we occupy inside of an organization. What, do, what things do we ought to be doing to make decisions that really uh, influence our decisions going in the right direction? And I think about context. You know, what's the point? And while we're here, what, what are the things that are important to our success? And uh, stick with that for a while. I mean, I, I think you got to wrestle with that almost ahead of, ahead of a lot of other stuff. Does that make sense yeah, to you? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I think the, uh, the context of uh, the decisions that we're called on to make is uh, is critical in terms of how we uh, run our business, how we uh, uh, engage our employees, uh, uh, and sort of how, how we look at that. And I think often people look at, uh, quote, good decision makers as those who are quick to make a decision. And, um, and I think that's a, a, a misnomer. I think what we're looking at is what is the quality of the decision. And, um, there, there really are lots of different variations on this particular, uh, characteristic of an effective leader, um, because, um, the decisions that we're called on to make are usually, um, pretty mundane. We, we, we make them every day and we'll think about them. And then there are those that are the big monumental decisions that we, we may be called on to make or be part of a group that makes that decision. So, uh, you know, one of the, uh, the things that I know uh, I've always felt as um, a, a great responsibility is the decision on who to hire. Um, and um, I, um, uh, I recently worked with, a, uh, with a, both a client and a friend. Uh, on hiring a new salesperson, and so he asked me to be part of that process. And uh, as we went through and sort of narrowed it down, he he uh, did some preliminary discussions and asked me to interview. And um, the candidate that ended up um, being the right candidate was one that both of us, as we had our first interview with him, had said, nah, I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. But um, as we really sat down and uh, and analyzed uh, what we heard from this person and what we uh, we knew the job to be and and that sort of thing, uh, we kept coming back to this person and saying, "Yes, he doesn't have this, but boy, he really has this other thing in in spades." And and so we we started looking at uh, uh, at that process and. 
Uh, we ended up making a really, I think, a really good decision. This was the first outside salesperson this company had hired. So they were uh, they were used to people sort of walking in the door and selling their product that way. And so this was somebody who was going to go out. And so they didn't really have a template for the, that job. They didn't have somebody who was already successful in it. But as it's turned out over the last uh, six months or so, um, it's been a very successful decision, even though early on um, in the decision process, um, we both had some reservations. And so we mitigated those re- those reservations by a little bit more in- in-depth interviews and some other things. But we, but, and ultimately the owner of the company is the one who made the decision for to who to hire, which was appropriate. My role was not to make the final decision. My role was to give him advice on them. But, um, I just found it uh, an interesting process because as I said, when we, the, this was one of those, um, after initial interview, eh, I'm not so sure, you know, and then I won't go into the details of why that was case, but the. Uh, but the decision was critical, and and I think this is the other part about it is, um, this was a decision to basically change the way they go to market. So, having the right person in that role was was a critical yeah, decision for yeah, this makes sense. And so, uh, it, it took us a while to get there. Um, and uh, which which I think, Steve, is. What happened to you all happened before a final decision was made, which is what I'm talking about right. with this whole idea. What does it take to be great? Somewhere along the way, you guys defined this is what's required for us to be great doing this. Right. And if you aren't there, uh, yep. You'll probably hire anybody, and uh, right. it goes back to the book, Good to Great. One of the first things they say is getting the right people on the bus. You've got to get people right. within your organization, quote, on the bus, or however you want to say that, who really bring to the organization what's required at that time. And if you if you don't, you you— your first decision is going <laughs> right. to be a mistake, right? Because if you send those that the guy out that you all hired, yeah, I don't care. He may have some great skills that doing something, and I'm certain he does. Otherwise, you guys wouldn't have interviewed. But the fact of the matter is, you made a decision at some point. This is who we want, and this is the position we want him in. And one of the things that happens as it relates to decisions and the ability to be decisive, oftentimes we end up hiring the wrong person in the job. Right. And almost always it's a formula for failure. Right. So so figuring out ahead of time, before we go this way, This is who we want. This is the type of person that we are going to market to look for. And then you start to look for them, and that helps you find them. Well, exactly. And that, um, uh, and, uh, the, the reason I sort of started with a, with a hiring example is that, um, I, I don't think 
there is any more important decision that leaders are called on to make than, um, as a matter of fact, in a couple of things that I've written, um, I really consider that decision as a sacred responsibility. And I, and I mean it that way because um, if you think about it sort of as an expanded process, this young man that we were talking to, um, his world will change because we offered him and he took this job. Mm. Everything about what he does, who, you know, who he talks to, who he's related to, um, how he interacts with, uh, with people that he's known in the past, all of that, um, is a result of having this job that, um, that we, uh, we offered him. And when I say a sacred responsibility, because we're impacting his life mm. by making that offer, we are impacting his life. And, um, in ways that we have no concept of what, what goes on when he's not, you know, working uh, in, in that role. So, um, I think that's why I call it a sacred responsibility for, uh, for that. And so the leadership aspect of this is, not just did I hire the right guy, did I get the right person for the bus, but it's the impact we have on that person's life going forward that I think is the sacred responsibility. And not, and so being decisive about this is not a matter of being fast by any means. As a matter of fact, we were pretty slow, and uh, uh, at one point he got a little frustrated that we hadn't come to a decision. Um which was fine because uh, that showed us that he really wanted the job a little more uh, than, than we had uh, seen before. But also, it's um, the impact on the company. As I said, this was a a little bit of a change, actually more than a little bit of a change, in the way this company goes to market. So um, that in and of itself is another change. So it changed the environment, the culture for the other employees already there. So when you look at the uh, the important of being decisive, it's not so matter. It's not so much a matter of did I make a decisive decision? Did I come to a conclusion and make that? Part of what the definition is is considering alternatives. Yes, we considered those alternatives, but one of the impacts that this decisive process is 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 it the right decision? for this company at this time mm-hmm. and uh and what's the uh the long-term process with that so speed was not an issue uh, and and quite frankly it is seldom an issue when you are beginning at the right place right there are just other things that lead into a decision that's right yeah. that you have to be influenced by but what you make me think about is the time we spent going on college campuses, recruiting students to come to work. Yeah. And in each of those classes, generally all of those students together influenced, impacted exactly how we were going to look 15 years out. Exactly, yeah. So that decision yep. made hastily 
it's just, it's just intolerable as far as I'm concerned. And I love your term, sacred responsibility. I think that is something we ought to adopt is, and, and I, I've known people who didn't want to hire. I mean, they didn't want to hire leaders, presidents, and some of these uh, leaders in companies. Don't want to have anything to do with hiring. Go hire them and bring them in. Uh, but when you, when you say what you just said, this is a sacred responsibility for our organization where we are now and at some point in the future is so, so important. Right. So we, we, we need to, uh, as a beginning, make certain that whatever we do, we hire right. the right people. I'll put the right people on the bus as uh, good to great said. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, that's critical. And as we look at being decisive, I think, you know, I have couched this so far in sort of the context of, of uh, recruiting and, and hiring. Um, but there are other, you know, there are other decisions that we, uh, that, that we end up uh, making as leaders or making as, uh, as parts of the organization. Maybe we're part of a committee that's called to make a, you know, a recommendation or something of that nature. But, um, the de- the decisions that we make um, are uh, uh, are critical as they impact uh, the company, and I think sometimes um, my experience is that um, the the decision doesn't get thought out uh, like it's long term implication. It's um, well, okay, we need to make this decision, and I, and I, I, I'll use this as a as an example. Um, Years ago, I worked for a consulting firm, and we uh, uh, we had a program that we used, and um, it was uh, quite frankly, it was called the five day program. I mean, it was <laughs> pretty creative, pretty creative, right? <laughs> um, and so um, we had a, a group that we pulled together and said, you know, this this needs to have a little more oomph to it and explain what we're doing, and. Um, so we, we, the group got together, chatted, talked about it, uh, sort of came up with some all, all sorts of good alternatives like we've talked about in our definitions of considered alternatives, um, and um, came up with a name. I won't even go into that, that, that name, but we uh, came up with a name, um, took it to the, um, the senior leadership committee of the organization. Uh, and they basically said, no, nah, we're not going to change the name. So, um, which was a decision. I mean, when you look at it, their decision not to change the name was a decision. Now, mm-hmm. We had mm-hmm. spent a lot of time trying to make this, uh, this change. So it remained the five day program, um, uncreative and, um, and so, uh, represented some challenges and, uh, that sort of thing. But, um, the point I'm making about the decision is the committee made the decision based on what it thought was the directive, but the senior leadership team hadn't really agreed to that. So, and I see this happening in organizations all the time is that one group over here says, uh, I want you to do this, but the, the, the other group, senior, more senior group says, we're, we're really not going to do that. We just want to look at, we want some alternatives. And so. This, this whole thing about decisions is we end up wasting a lot of time sort of running around our, uh, our elbow 
to uh, to make some make decisions that we don't need. Now we talked about hiring, and that's uh, that's a different issue. But I, I think, but being decisive in terms of where are we going and how are we going to use resources is one of those issues that leaders need to think very carefully about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in this particular case, what I was uh, what I was trying to illustrate is that here is a group of talented people who were invested in the uh, the answer to the question how do we what do we call this program that ended up spending a lot of time and energy only to be told well the work you did wasn't very good or or we don't really need it and therefore we're not making this uh, the change and i thought that's that is such a waste of energy and i see companies doing it all the time they they convene a group uh, to make a decision or make a recommendation and then decide, well, you know, we really wasted it. We, we don't really need to do that right now. And so, Steve, yeah. any decision like that, was there any uh, backlash? I mean, how many, how many people maybe just left or did something different because – they had invested that amount of time in that decision, and it got overruled. Which it, and, and where I'm going with that is I've seen a lot of situations in which very important, critical decisions for organizations are there, and somebody needs to make the decisions. But when they do, their decisions are treated like, well, <laughs> we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. And and uh, uh, the way that it is said and presented is so so negative, which is a, and but that's a decision. Yeah, that's a decision. That's a decision. And 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 I guess what to answer your question, what happened was, um, basically the group um, accepted that. I mean, they had no choice but to accept the decision, but. I'll guarantee you that none of those people ever volunteered to be on another committee or or group of that nature. They 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 just dismissed it. Now, I don't remember, I don't think I remember anybody leaving the organization as a result of that, but I know that the the value of those people's input was lost from a lot of different directions because of that um failure to uh, to accept their uh, their recommendation. So, yeah. Well, when you said all of that, it reminded me of this whole issue of merger and acquisitions in uh, banks specifically or organizations, how so much goes into preparation of those kinds of things and how much 90, well, not 90%, but a great percentage of it is ignored. Yeah. And uh, the fallout is horrible. Yeah. And so I think things things like that make decision-making even more important than if you're just talking about your routine uh, programs, which, which go back to uh, if you're thinking about an organization, one of the things I think you have to think about is how do you make money? I mean, or do do you? Or what what is your position on uh, 
an engine for profit or no profit or decisions about those kinds of things have to be a part of a decision related to an organization. Why, what, why are we here? What are we here for? What are we trying to do? What are we trying to accomplish? And uh, very often that's mixed up. And you find down the line, and for those of, of, of us who are on this call who really want to get promoted, one of the things that you have to do is you have to be clear and in line or in alignment with the organization's direction and how they accomplish what you want to have. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to be uh, you're going to be managing an irrelevant group if you aren't careful. Right. And I think that's a that's a great point. Is that we uh, uh, we need to make sure that uh, the decisions that we make and that we're called on and you know, at every level of organizations, the leaders make decisions of some sort, some, some level of, of impact, because that's what they're really paid to do is to keep an organization moving. And if you're going to make any kind of changes, there's going to be a decision to be made about do we go right or left or, you know, do we, um, uh, you know, make it inter- internally or outsource it or all those sort of things that uh, uh, that go into all of those decisions. So, um the impact that we have is at at the level we have. We have to be able to make those, and we have to make it in context mm-hmm. of how the organization, what the organization is trying to accomplish, and we have to know that. Which actually takes us almost all the way back to one of our early, early brought um, uh, uh, podcast, and that was the whole issue of vision. Mm-hmm. So, if we don't understand where the organization is going and don't uh, sort of share the vision of the organization then we can't really make really good decisions. No matter how many alternatives we, we generate, uh, if we don't know what that, uh, that context is, we can't really make those effectively. And that, um, uh, that context is, uh, is an important criteria for, uh, uh, for how the decisions get made. But we, you know, I mean, it's, uh, <clears throat> in any organization, um, Leaders at every level are going to end up making uh, really important decisions because they they influence the amalgam or the the total of all of those the decisions that are made at the lower level sort of bubble up and um um I I read this somewhere recently or that uh, the the concept is um, current decisions limit future action. Hmm. Think about that. Current decisions limit future action. I get that. Yeah. What I'm currently doing well, provides restrictions on future action. Yep. Yeah. So the, the decisions I make today will impact my flexibility for tomorrow. So uh, it, it's a uh, it's an interesting concept when we think about decision making. Is if it's a conundrum. <laughs> well, it is, and it, it and it's a little bit of a scary one yeah. because um, I, I don't mean to bring up sort of the negatives of decision making, but if you make a decision today, I mean, if we if we say 
uh, if you think about it this way, think about um, you're going to uh, manufacture microphones. I mean, since we're sitting here looking at one, um, you're going to manufacture microphones, and you just, or you're going to sell microphones. So you decide to outsource how those met, uh, are made. Mm-hmm. Well, by the time you that impl- that decision is implemented, it's almost an irreversible decision because you are now committed to a resource, a supply chain, all the things that go with that, simply from one decision that we're going to outsource where our microphones are made. That simple. Yep. Um, so, and unfortunately, when we look at the larger business context, I'm not going to get into this very far, but I will go for, but you look at the larger business context, that's one of the issues that this country is facing right now, is we made the decision years ago that we were going to outsource where our microphones were made and now we have no capacity to make them internally just that simple so decisions uh at, you, that you may make at uh, your level whatever that level is uh are essentially operate the same way is uh, if you make that decision today you're not going to have the flexibility to change it tomorrow so Oh. That's pretty scary, Stephen. Uh, uh, <laughs> but but it's true, which makes me wonder if, in the context of making decisions, how do we build something into the decision itself to position us to create less stuff? On the other side, I mean, <laughs> well, I, I I think I've got a uh, got an answer for you. Uh oh, uh oh. I mean, it's not an easy answer, but it, I think it's an answer. Um, every decision has the opportunity to be successful or unsuccessful. So, I mean, is, would you buy that? Yeah, I think that's true. Okay, so. Just when I t- when we first started this, I used the uh, uh, the analogy that we don't always make good decisions, but we always make our decisions good. So how do you do that? Well, rather than ending with okay, we've decided to outsource, and that be the decision, you stop and say okay, we're agreed that we're going to outsource the manufacture of our microphones. As you continuing with this analogy. But before we submit that decision to go forward, what are the possible things that could go wrong? I call it problem proofing. So the decision is factored into, you factor into the decision, what could go wrong? And so I won't try to, uh, try to make up the, the, the story of what could go wrong with outsourcing microphones. But what I will say is that there's a process that then goes from, from saying, okay, what could go wrong? Well, I guess one of the things that could go wrong is we would not be able to find a, a, an outsourced manufacturer. And we wouldn't be able to find it at all. Or that um, there could be, um, you know, I don't know, all sorts of things going wrong with that. So the point is that there is a way to stop and say, if we do this, what can go wrong? Which I think is great. That is great. And and uh, I've heard that 
uh, called uh, Continuous Improvement, a ways to affect the growth and movement of a decision in the right direction to identify not just what could go wrong, but how do we do it better or differently to bring about a more effective result. So I I think you're right. I th- I think all decisions have an opportunity to be good decisions. Right. Exactly. But in order for them to be good, there has to be an an appendage attached to it, so that we can figure out what's good or bad about it. Yep. The question that I I now have, though, is if you are in an organization and you're in middle management or if you're in a middle management and I'm trying to get into decision, decision making or get promoted, what do I need to do in that kind of position to, one, provide influence to go forward and grow in the organization? Two, manage the people that I have. And, of course, finally, with the objective of getting promoted. Right. You got any thoughts about how you handle that? Well, I think, um, well, you know me, yes, I have an opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I I think what you're really, what what really is is the question there is, what is the environment in which we are allowed to make decisions? What's the what's the the range that we are really allowed to make at certain levels of the organization? Um, and you know, um, what I would say is that it goes back to one of those phrases that we've used frequently, and that is the culture of the organization and and how important it is that you understand the culture of the organization because that's really where. Uh, where the decision process is going to run into um, either success or failure mm-hmm. based on that uh, on what that culture is, and if the culture honors, um, well, honors two things. If the culture honors both um, mistake uh, uh, decisions being made at the level you're talking about, and it says that we accept those and that we honor those decisions, um, or if the um, the organization is structured in such a way is that it seeks decisions or input from your level. Then you've got the opportunity to make to, to, to have an influence. If the organization is not going to accept uh, accept your level, uh, then trying to uh, get involved in decisions at that level is going to be less effective on your part. And so. Um, I think that's the uh, uh, the issue about how do you how do you influence that? You you need to understand whether or not uh, the organization is um, is accepting of of what your input is. And we don't. I think we've said this before: is that when you're going into an organization, that is something you should figure out, and yeah. you should think about: is this an organization that I can go in, and my ideas are push forward or not. Right. And I think uh, it goes back to culture and what kind of culture do we have and what what is the vision that this company has for going forward 
And uh, I thought a, a lot about not only culture, but uh, what is it about the place I am working that differentiates it from other places, which is often a, a problem that people get into and trying to, so who are, who, who are we and what, what, what differentiates us from someone else? Right. And being clear about that is so, so very important. And I think, again, those are decisions that you have to make as an individual. But beyond that, organizations have to make. Yeah. Uh, just the, the whole issue of dis discovering what needs to be done, how it needs to be done, what path we take. It's, it's pretty, pretty involved kind of stuff. And you really have to work at it to get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And, and uh, as we've, we've talked, all of the, these characteristics that we're, that we're talking about are, um, the amalgam of a lot of different inputs. But, um, uh, what we're really talking about is what does it take to be successful, a successful leader? And, Clearly, being decisive means understanding the context in which you are asked to make a decision or what decisions that you, that you normally uh, are asked to make, what the context of that is, and what is the likelihood that those decisions are going to be accepted. And those are the things that you have to look at and what, uh, what energy you put into. Um, Well-run well organizations are not going to ask you to make a decision that's at a, a level different from you. And that may be frustrating because um, you may not be um, able to do what you think is really the, uh, the, right, uh, the right next thing to do. Um, and I think, I, I know I've been in that situation before where uh, I was at a level where uh, I had some ideas and had some thoughts about where we ought to go, but maybe clearly uh, I was not... Uh, being asked to make those decisions or even have the input for that. And so I had to look around and say, is this where I, I need to be? And Or you have to figure out a way to get where you are in that organization, either by, we hadn't talked about this, but I will, I will say it now, either having a mentor or some kind of coach to help you get advanced and uh somebody saying you know steve really has some good ideas we ought to think about listening to him right uh i think it's an important approach and it helps you decide uh whether i should stay here or whether i should leave or what what i should do with my own career right and and i think that's uh, that's Sort of one of those critical cult, sort of cultural situations about whether or not this works and whether you can, an organization has the, uh, the wherewithal to have those kind of mentor situations. Mm -hmm. but, uh, mm -hmm. uh, can I tell you a, a quick, funny sort of, um, dec decision process? And I, I, I thought about this as we were thinking about putting this, uh, this criteria on, um, and it has nothing to do with anything we've just been talked about. So I'm going to take, take just a, a minute. But, uh, you know, I was in the Coast Guard and, uh, 
while I was in the Coast Guard, and this had been years ago, um, I was a crew member on a helicopter. And I was the guy in the back of the helicopter that ran the hoist. And um, you don't think about the hoist operator having any decision problem. I mean, basically, you know, put it down, pick it up, that sort of thing. But um, what I learned as I uh, was trained to do it, um, the hoist operator actually has to tell the pilot where to go. Because once you get over whatever you're trying to pick up, people or whatever, uh, they, the pilot can't see uh, where the people are because of just the configuration of the machine. And so I'm hanging out the door. I can see where everybody is. And so I have to give them the directions of the pilot where to, where to put the airplane or put, put the helicopter. And so the first practice I went on, I had, you know, I had sort of practiced with us and knew how to do it. We went out and uh, I, you know, in order not to, this is literally a practice for me. We threw a life preserver into the, the water and flew around and then came back and I had to tell the pilot how to, where, where we were and where to pick it up. And so my first instruction was, I think you need to go a little bit left. This is a true story. And the pilot came back on the intercom and said, you need to be a little more decisive than that. He said, I don't know what you mean by a little bit or what your left is. So, <laughs> so, um, you know, I learned, uh, pretty quickly, um, actually he said it a lot more harshly than that, uh, but I learned pretty quickly that, um, uh, I needed to be decisive. Um, and the, the proper response was three meters left and what he, and uh, wait, and so that we both knew actually it was three meters port. So, cause we were uh, still talking about, uh, so I, it was either three meters port or three meters starboard. And that was, uh, the, the way we, we, we communicated. So I know that's way off the subject, but being decisive was part of the criteria. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and understanding what the context was. I mean, if you think about it, uh, that's true. It's like yeah. decisions that we're always, it's the context of the decision that we're, we're called to make, to make. And, um, I was, uh, uh, I was never the best hoist operator, but I love doing it. So, uh, that was good. So you make me think about what you just said with the golf in your, in mind. So uh, at some point, you're going to have to figure out a golf story to tell me how distance made a difference in how you handle that. So okay. you, okay. that's your next assignment. Okay. Next assignment. <laughs> we'll come up with a way to do that. But decision-making critical uh, to, uh, uh, to success as a leader. Um, considering alternatives, absolutely imperative, especially as you're talking about um, – bringing people on, as we talked about, that sacred decision to uh, uh, to bring folks on, on and then uh, uh, making sure that um, you do it in a timely manner, uh, always critical to that. So, I think that's good, and I think um, precise clarity around, as you, as you're talking about, what the results are going to be, what are we trying to achieve, what right. are we trying to get out of what we're trying to do, and uh, I think all of that positions you to measure success. Right. 
So what, what am I, whatever I am doing, how do I be successful at it? And how effectively do I need to get people to understand and explain what success looks like? And with decisions, one of the things I think is so, so critical is helping people get what does success look like. And, it, and if you are a leader in an organization, if you can articulate or show effectively what success looks like for the people that work for you, you're going to have a far greater uh, success in your job because you're going to be getting the stuff done. Yeah. But you got to show them yeah. Yeah. or demonstrate some way this is what success looks like. And I think one of the challenges that leaders have is that they don't recognize what success looks like and oftentimes they don't know or understand it from their bosses. Right. So my boss tells me one thing, but when I try to translate what they tell me into actions that my team ought to be following, I get lost. Yep. And so that's a challenge. That's a ch- that is yeah. a challenge, and I, and I can understand that. So, uh, that's, uh, that, that, that's significant. Uh, thank you for a great afternoon. Um, it's always fun to, uh, to have these conversations. And so, um, remember, uh, decisive is one of those characteristics, uh, that, uh, is important, um, is critical, uh, and often a sacred responsibility. So thank you very much. Great. Thanks. That was great guys. And a special thank you to our listeners. Remember, better leadership is your path to success. Please let us know how you like the podcast by giving us a five-star rating, by following us, or by subscribing to the podcast. Most importantly, please submit your questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes to our website, hiddensecretstoleadershipsuccess.com.